to Brotherly Pod. Here it is, Wednesday, January 17, 2024. Here, Flyers have a uh, slight break in the schedule, I guess. A couple days off, which is neat. There's every other day stuff. First break in a little while. Eh, I guess almost our break's coming, right? In a couple weeks? End of the yep. month? Great. <laughs> All-star break's coming. Trade deadline's in March. Yeah, got about, uh, what, six weeks left for the trade deadline. And uh, yep. all coming kinds up. of stuff leading up to that. But uh, to help me tonight, Anthony Spots is back. Spots, what's going on? Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Happy to help. Happy to be witnessing a little win streak. Are they actually on a win streak? I saw somebody else say that earlier. And What are they at? Three games? Four games? I think it's four now. Oh. Woo-hoo. <laughs> it's four against... Uh, I still consider St. Louis a decent team, but the, the bulk of who they've beaten are good teams. Um, I, I saw someone saying is, are, are the Winnipeg Jets ever going to lose can you know can anyone catch them in the west and i said did you forget philadelphia shut them out two days ago yeah they beat the jets two nothing i believe there was a sam arson shutout we beat the blues <clears throat> beat the yep. wild and the canadians back on january 10th they play the stars tomorrow night avalanche on saturday senators on sunday that's why they get a break they're doing fucking back-to-backs again on these weekends both of them, 1 p.m. starts. Great. Awesome. Yep. Flyers I know, because I'll be at the Ottawa game. 24, 14, and 6 for 54 points, which is second in the Metro right now. Uh, though mm-hmm. the Hurricanes have a game at hand on them and are only one point behind. We're 44 games into the season, so the midway point has passed. And, uh, you know, at the midway point, what are you, what are you seeing out of these uh, Philadelphia Flyers here? Well, I I think uh, the easy button narrative out there that everyone uses is, oh, well, it's Tortorella squeezing blood from a stone again. You know, uh, just a lifeless team, and somehow he finds a way. I I think that's a lazy narrative. Um, I do think there is merit to some of it. I don't think anyone thought Ryan Paling was going to be such an impactful player that he is. I mean, I guess, you know, he is a former first-round pick, but almost nobody asked would know that. You know, he's not he's not a star player in most people's eyes. Um, the I, I just think the team, bearing huge mysteries that we've discussed with his Couturier, you know, alive, uh, <laughs> what's he going to be? They're not that of a team on paper. Sean Walker, just a, a stud Top four defensemen out of nowhere. Top four. Not saying he's elite. Um, you know, some kids take some steps forward. You play smart defensive hockey. No cheat to the game, which is what Tortorella preaches. That's You must play that way. At the very least, if you're not a all-star caliber team, if your focus is to be smart with the puck and defensively responsible and you have stellar goaltending, you're going to trip and fall into winning more games than you'd think. And I, I just think they're a much better team than before. They had some great fortunate breaks go their way this year with some players. And I'm just loving every moment of it. Goaltending being a big part of that. Carter Hart, 267 goals against, 912 save percentage. Sam Morrison, 933 goals against, 910 save percentage. And they've been the backbone of the team. And as you alluded to here, when you can hold it together even a little bit like the Flyers are, backed by this goaltending, you're going to fall into some wins. And second in the Metro, it's still a pretty tight race. Flyers have 54, Hurricanes 53, Penguins, Capitals, and Islanders all have 48. The Devils have 47. And every team below them besides the Islanders has at least one game in hand. The Devils have three. So still some time for shit to change. A little too early in the season yet to really give a shit about the standings. But, uh... You know, holding on to that second spot, mm-hmm. have surpassed the Hurricanes for that role, and uh, now it's about yeah. whether or not they can keep this momentum up for the back half of the season. Yeah, I I was going to ask, and you uh, you answered. I was pretty sure New Jersey 
was the team that had several games in hand because the schedules are weird. And you you said they have three. Yeah, they have forty one. The Flyers are at forty four right now. <clears throat> I look at their their team and their beautifully constructed contracts are going to be team friendly deals. Nicer and nicer as the salary cap goes up. But they have no goaltending. You know, you can have Jack Hughes and Heesher and, you know, the defense all you want. I don't, I just don't, I don't know. They were so many people's pick to, to be like a three or four in the playoffs this year from the East. And I don't, I just, I think they're still missing pieces. Yeah. I mean, they, there was rumors now for probably about a year that they were in on uh, Connor Hellebuck and that never happened. And yep. Rocking what Max Steele. Dick Vanacek right now. And uh, I don't even know who their backup is at the moment, but. Uh, oh, I know his, I know his name. He's, uh, I have no idea who it is. Akira Schmid. Oh, there Akira you go. Schmid. Yeah. Yep. Akira Schmid. Nico Dawes is actually up right now as well. So, 331 goals against 882 from Vanacek. Woof. Yeah. That's all I ever see on Twitter is people want. Vanacek fired into the sun. Yeah, that's the name that uh, pops up a lot from Devil's Twitter. Interesting. Um, Yeah, I I think uh, when you look at how the Flyers team is constructed, one of the things that stood out to me the most this year, regardless of where they finish, have you in your history of being a fan for this chance as well? No one had them playing as well this year. But every player... A friendly locker room thing came to play last week when they traded Cutter Gauthier, the new villain in Philadelphia, to Anaheim in exchange yes. for eh, Jamie Drysdale. Drysdale! Drysdale! Jamie Drysdale! God damn it. And a second round pick. Mm-hmm. That's for all the people that have been noticing that I've been calling him Drysdale over the last little while. Uh, I'm still trying to get that <laughs> right. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, that trade happened. Uh, you got any thoughts on uh, that deal and really the entire fucking situation that emerged out of it? I do. Uh, I, I've kind of watched everything unfold, and you know, you want to you want to reserve judgment as things go on and wait to get the whole picture. Um, it for me, it comes back to one thing. You know, as, as uh, Alan Walsh player agent you know alluded to he was in his rights as a player through his contract entirely to say i will not sign here and request a trade that is entirely his right yeah and i respect that and i understand it that is your right but to me this entire thing is about courtesy you i i can't fathom a person professionally and, and not just because the people who were blowing off is the, the greatest American hockey-born player in John LeClaire, uh, you know, hometown legends like, you know, uh, Patrick Sharp for what little he was here, but Danny Briere, Keith Jones. Like, I, I have a hard time seeing any fathom not having a conversation with those people. But it goes deeper than that for me is – I just think as a as an adult, as a young man who's trying this league, you have to have a level of respect for those who came before you and professionalism. And if you wanted out of Philadelphia uh, for all the many reasons he's alluded to by not actually saying anything, and you would have said, hello, uh, you know, Mr. Jones, Mr. Briere, you know, I, I appreciate you taking the time to meet with me. Uh, uh, it's in my best interest and decision to not want to sign with the team. Uh, you know, I'd like to request a trade. Done. Would Philadelphia have still overreacted and hated his guts? Of course, it's Philadelphia. But to me, it says so much more about him as a person. And we don't know him. None of us know him. But as as a as a young man who I think has some growing up to do, uh, I'm very that he's not on the team. I think Jamie Drysdale is an absolute stud who he skates out there like effortlessly, like, like a figure skater amongst all these people. I mean, his skating is phenomenal. And if they nail that second round pick, 
that's icing on the cake to me. I, I think they absolutely got an incredible haul for this trade for someone I have very little respect for. And, and I, I just think it's common courtesy and professionalism. That That's what bothers me the most. Yeah, I mean, that seems to be the story. And at the end of the day, the Flyers traded a valuable asset. You know, losing Gauthier sucks. You know, I realize everyone's, you know, going to overhype Drysdale for a while, and we're going to pretend Gauthier sucks. But losing him, that it's not easy. You know, that's a big piece of the Flyers' future up front. You only had Gauthier and Michkov as your notable forward prospects, and now one of them is gone, and the other one's still trapped in Russia. But uh, in terms of getting a deal out of that trade, Drysdale is probably one of the better ones to go. I believe late last week, uh, it was uh, Bowen Byram was the other one whose name leaked as they wanted him, which I would have really loved Byram. But, I mean, that guy is like the definition of injury prone. I think he plays like 30 games a season. So you really don't you know, want to yep. take that kind of risk on somebody. So, I mean, Drysdale is what you want. There's a lot of things to do here. It'll be very interesting to see how the Flyers handle him. Um, being a smaller offensive defenseman, we know Torts is going to lose his goddamn mind to that. Apparently, they're going to give him all the fucking room to run he wants, which is uh, great. That's how they should be handling all of their prospects, not just Drysdale. Uh, but they have notoriously not been doing that with a lot of these guys. So that's the biggest story. But yeah, I mean, on the whole, you know, it just seems like Gauthier just, uh, whatever it was that turned him off from this organization, you know, he was done. And there was no, not a whole lot of contact from his side, and that led to the uh, the dismissal. And I'm all for players' rights. If you don't want to sign here, good on you. I think everyone should be allowed to do that, not just college players. But uh, Absolutely. On the whole, yeah. I mean, the Flyers made the best of a bad situation, and now they got a lot of questions to answer going into the summer. How do you address your forward group moving forward without Gauthier? That's the point I've been making on a lot of these shows. You know, it's so much of, well, the power play. Well, Gauthier will be here at the end of the season. Oh, Gauthier will be, well, he's not going to be here anymore now. So now the ball really falls in Danny Breer's court to try and now address this offense with some kind of legitimacy during the offseason. Uh, I think you nailed it. I the That last point, especially I myself said, to several people I would talk to. Well, the power play sucks. Yeah, but, you know, 12 of Cutter's 18 goals were on the power play. He's going to come here and he's not coming. Nope. And as pretty as Drysdale can can skate, and I, I like uh, what I'm seeing of him in the small sample we got of him playing on, on a power play, you know, Couturier is getting older and older. Uh, other than TK and, and Tippett, Streaky Tippett, you know, there's not a whole lot of flash out there or poise. And even Kennedy's you know, not a really run good power player. No, he's not. If, if if you've got, you know, Drysdale and York as your PP1-2 quarterbacks, which I, I enjoy, uh, there's still not a whole lot of weaponry around it. And, you know... We can allude to this further, but when you look at, in terms of prospects, Jamie Drysdale is coming in as a sixth overall pick, you know, 2021, when healthy, phenom. How far back does that push other people? I mean, and not even, not, and we'll get to it because you're an expert on this. The other kids who aren't even up and playing yet, but if you've noticed, I'm pretty sure Igor Zamula has what, five or six points in his last 10 games and a, most of them on the power play? Yep. With with Drysdale coming in and you have York and Sanheim, does Zamula get power play time? I don't think, let alone the other people that he's just leaped over in terms of, well, you know, there's a roster spot. You're left with this, you know, tough decisions for Danny come trade deadline because if the Flyers were a complete go for it all true cup contender right now. You're not trading a poised, skilled veteran like Sean Walker, who's what, 26, 29, but the, 29. Okay. But you're not there yet. So you have to consider his value won't be higher. We have to trust in the prospects coming up. Cash in Nick sealer. Oh, I think he's going to break. God the, damn this fucking Nick fucking sealer guy. Why are we talking about resigning Nick sealer? Why is that a thing? Of all people right now, Nick Sealer. Why? He's going to 
probably break the Flyers' single-season record for block shots. Oh, God. I don't know if that's true, but, I mean, he's a, he's he's an animal out there. Uh, I just think he embodies what it means to be bottom six defenseman. Yeah, but who cares? I think he's your fifth or sixth guy. Focusing on a bottom six defenseman Gee. for the Flyers right now doesn't mean dick. You got to focus on – how about you, you focus need... on playing Emil Andre, who's a legitimate power play guy? Or better yet, going out and finding a legitimate, bonafide number one left-handed defenseman to carry Jamie Drysdale for the next ten years. Who fucking cares about goddamn Nick Sealer? God! <laughs> Listen, I, I agree with you. We have to find room amongst these people for to play these – but when you are dealt with the salary cap chaos and health that all NHL teams are, Nick Siller for league men, what does he get? Maybe 900 for another two years, you know, to continue to, to be a good player as he is, but to foster the no! play to play that he no! brings. No, I don't want Nick Sealer for two more years. Fuck. You got to have depth pieces at an affordable Let's just bring price. Mark Stahl back to Colorado. There's a depth piece. No. We're not no. at the depth pieces yet. He'd... We're not at the depth. You got to establish a core first before you worry about building the depth. Building the depth with no offensive talent, you're going to be the new Blue Jackets. There's a reason why teams like Toronto want have Sean Walker have and the... Nick Sealer because that's how you build. They are at the building stage. They need those slightly above average depth pieces in order for their best chance to win a cup because their core, both offensively and defensively, is in place. The Flyers are not there yet. They don't have any offensive firepower. Your defense is still a hot mess. They need to establish themselves before you worry about your depth, guys. Filling your roster with Mark Stahl and Nick Sealer, that cuts them off. Emil Andre should be in the NHL right now, as should Ronnie Adderd. And they don't know what either one of them can do at the fucking main roster level because these random bodies are in the way. Why? What purpose does that serve right now for the Flyers? Great, he's a good guy. This isn't even against Nick Sealer. I don't have a goddamn problem with Nick Sealer. It's just at this point in time where the Flyers are, you either build with your big stars that you need to acquire, or you roll with your in-house talent to see if there's any success you can build within. Rolling about these random depth guys. Miss Delore, the Hathaway, the Sealer, the Stahl, the whatever. It doesn't matter. They're not... There's a time and a place for these guys on a roster. That time is not right now. This is not what the Flyers should be focusing on. I don't give a fuck if people like him in the locker room. This is not going to win you hockey games. <sighs> I just, I really think I am my only to that. First of all, I don't think anyone should ever put Walker and Sealer in the same realm as Mark Stahl. Mark Stahl retired eight years. I still don't understand other than to be the babysitter grandpa. Still don't understand why they would ever consider putting a contractor spot on him when you could have up in his place rotating Andre completely right about that. Your uh, comparison and the team you chose, which brought a twinkle to my eye, was Toronto as a team that's after Walker and Sealer type players. It's more than just they have a core established and they need veteran above average depth to get them on the team. If you follow any of the salary cap shenanigans and insanity, like I do, they are so desperately in need of a Nick sealer because he is someone who can slot in on any team as a five or six and give you quality minutes a night on any position. You kind of need him if he's PK or just, you know, your bottom defenseman. But he's a quality bottom six defenseman. You can pay dick shit. You can pay him league min, maybe 900K, and you have quality minutes, not just some schmuck you don't know what you got. And when you're going into the playoffs, there's no, there's very few teams that have the money to get anyone decent. Nick Sealer at that price could probably step in and be three or four on Toronto because their defense is fucking horrible. It's atrocious. But they can't afford anyone else. There are so many of these good teams that are making these playoff runs that have no money. They can't afford to get anyone better than a league for how many years. That's the, that's the only reason why I say choose between one of them. 
Concealer is going to be way cheaper. Way cheaper than Walker. You keep one of them as you the team marches to the playoffs if you can sign them as cheap as possible. Because they the Flyers are in a great spot salary cap-wise, especially as the, the next two years come on some of those buyout cap hits come off. That's fucking gold. I, I still agree. He's got to be your six or seven rotating because you need to play these kids. But he's not going to rotate. Sealer, he's played every price, game this that's year. That's someone you hold on to. Fuck me. And he's played well. York, Drysdale, Sandheim, Ristolainen, and Adder Andres Mullet. That should be your seven next year. There's no reason why you need Nick Sealer right now on this team. There's no reason for it. If he's here, he's going to play every single night. And Andre and Zamula are going to get zero minutes. And they're going to sit in the press box for three months like they've been doing all year. Adder, uh, 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 Andre played four games in October, sat in the press box for three weeks, and was demoted. And now he's been tearing up the AHL because he's too goddamn good to be down there. What are they going to do? Not qualify Zamula then? So they can bring fucking Sealer back and Andre here at the same time? Adder's on a one-way contract next year. He would need to clear waivers to go down. So he has to be here. Unless, of course, that's never stopped him with Wade Allison or any other prospects for that matter, but that's fucking... Too many bodies. There's just no fucking reason. Unless you get rid of Risto. If you get rid of Risto and Walker and you want Sealer, but goddammit what a downgrade that is. And he's a lefty. That doesn't even matter. Ah, This is so stupid. There's no reason why Nick Sealer needs to be here. Of those three, ignoring ignoring salary, because to me that's a big part of it going forward. But if you're ignoring salary, Ristolainen, and Walker, Sealer, of those three, is who would you be most likely, most willing to keep? Risto. Easily. Wow. I agree with you. I thought you were gonna say Walker. No, I'm I'm Walker needs is, to go. I, Walker needs to be a trade deadline move. Oh, I, I agree completely. I just didn't think you were uh, a big fan of Risto, mainly because of his contract. I'm fine with I'm actually fine with Risto's contract. Totally fine with 5.1 for a second pair of for what he is. That's fine. I don't think – I think you could probably move him. I think there are a lot of general managers that still like big, mean, physical defensemen, especially if they're right shots. But given the salary He's, cap being in the state that the it size. is these days, I don't think you're going to get prime value if you move him right now. So you're better off just holding on him for another year or two and then moving him when his contract's, you know, expiring or near expiring when he's got a year left, when the salary cap league-wide goes up at least a couple million dollars. He's got a little bit of wiggle room. But keeping Ristolainen right now is totally fine. Yeah. He's worked well under Tortorella. His cap hit has always been fine. I know people don't like the contract for whatever reason, but he's fine. you got to get assets for Walker. you got to get assets for Sealer. And then call up your damn kids and roll it out that way. As Ristolainen gets healthy, I know he's back in the lineup and he's playing, but you know he's still not up to speed. When he was healthy in the court system, he was he was pretty dynamic towards the end of the last year. And his size speaks volumes. I know we does it say is it more indicative of the team's issues? Let me pose you this. Is it more for the team? Is it a, a bigger, like indicative problem that risk the line in on the play when healthy again as a net front presence because of his free for some of the goalies on power plays. Is that a compliment to his talents and size or indicative of a big problem that they don't have the offensive talent to fulfill that role? Both, I suppose. I mean, Boston used to use Chara in that role back in the day. So I guess it's a you know feasible strategy. And Ristolainen, once upon a time, I mean, this guy was putting up 40 points a year in Buffalo, most of which were coming on the power play. It wasn't net front, but I don't know. Like... It also doesn't help that you don't have anybody to actually play in that front role. I mean, that's probably where Ali Lexell should be right now, but he's stuck in the goddamn AHL too. <sighs> I just think, uh, you know, regardless of talent, if a goalie cannot see, you have phenomenal common sense. You have phenomenal to score. And when you are, what is he, 6'6"? Six, six, Something like that, man. In front of the net, like you said with Chara, I mean, I I just think, at least on PP2, until you figure out your offense, I think it's a smart play. Visibility, you got to be able to see. And if the goalie can't see, it's going in. Theoretically. 
It's a it works, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Just... You know who I had the highest hopes of fulfilling that role for on the scene? Who's that? It's been sad to watch. Uh Wade Allison, man. I think none of no one talks about him anymore because I think he's unfortunately completely played out of the future plan. Wouldn't be surprised if you know if he started putting up a little more numbers in the A, if someone came calling as a trade asset, because I I don't think he's in their future plans anymore. And once God. upon a time, there's another guy a stir, fucking 20 minutes more ago. upright. Fucking way yeah, he Once upon a time, he was a a faster, more upright, net front, greasy guy like Scott. And he got hurt, you know, made a glass, and he, he didn't make the team this year. Because they, for some reason, had to add Garnet Hathaway. A position they didn't need and a person they didn't need. Cut the legs out of Wade Allison, whom they never properly utilized right at the NHL level anyway. Certainly Tortorella didn't. I believe uh, AV did for a while. A guy that should have been here. He should have been elevated into that third line Wayne Simmons kind of role. And he never was. He was playing fucking seven minutes a night in the fourth line in a two-way defensive role. Because George just has to make everybody play fucking defense. And you cut the legs out from under him. And then for some reason you brought in Hathaway and demoted Allison to the AHL. And, you know, I, he's he's not coming back this summer. His contract's up. There's no way they qualify him. It's complete fucking total mishandling of somebody that would have been a perfect flyer had they utilized him right. Not to treat people as assets and objects. I, from a organizational asset management, you know, standpoint, complete misuse of his skills. Yep. Uh, I don't think he was ever really given the shot. And I think we're going to see if he stays healthy and goes somewhere where they properly utilize his skills. I would not be shocked if he's a 20, 25 goal scorer. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he succeeds in the Rebound, net front, you know, goals, because that's where he succeeds. Yep. And I I, I agree with you. As much as I've enjoyed, like, I've liked what Garnet Hathaway has brought to the team. I just don't, what, it, what is he for more than a year of that? You know, whereas Wade could be a perennial 20 goal scorer. Yep. There was just, again, one of those moves, just like Sealer's existence and Mark Stahl, there was just no need for Hathaway. It's not a problem with Hathaway. It's just, there's so much congestion here that you cut the legs out of one of your potential high-caliber prospects for nothing. And yeah, he's going to go somewhere that if he gets picked up by a team that has space, like the Washington Capitals or something like that, and excels in the power play with Alex Ovechkin, Spro's going to score! He's going to score a lot! And you're sitting, oh man, he could have been something. But nope! Couldn't have him here because it's just so fucking critical that 80-year-old Cam Atkinson and whatever it is Garden Hathaway does here, just is here! Thank <sighs> destination thinking about it or wait believe but it sounds like it's happening but uh washington and some of their struggles mostly on the health side this year but a net front menace like wade he would plug right into that team washington's a good a good fit good call somewhere we can get an nhl opportunity and just be given actual minutes to succeed he'll be he'll make yeah, i think I think he'd also do well in Arizona, the way that they play. They're yeah, a very four-check-heavy rush team. I, I think Wade would do well there, too, if they have a stadium. <laughs> the promo pictures of the Flyers released of Mark Recchi looks like he's, like, hostage situation photos. Yeah. Could they not yeah, find, I, like, I better that. pictures of these? Jesus. I'm being held at gunpoint like, to tell you how great the Flyers are. <laughs> okay, Mark. Uh, any of like his professional headshots from behind the bench, you know, you couldn't have found those. Yeah. Anything besides what they chose to do here? <laughs> God. <sighs> Should be an exciting uh, alumni game. I'm glad they've extended the olive branch and fixed things with, with Richie. That's that's big. Yeah. Fucking Jeff Carter still playing. Yes. I think this will be last year probably, but uh Oh, no, talk talk about a oh Jesus! Talk about a a salary cap anchor 
Have you seen his contract for mm-hmm. his age of production? Oh man, what what they pay him? And I, I you know, earlier we I looked at it in the season. I think he had like four goals. That is a travesty. Jeff Carter, how old is this guy right now? Like eighty. 37? He just turned 39 on January 1. Oh, wow. 39. Look at his contract. It was actually a lot uh, younger than I was expecting him to be. He's got uh, <laughs> five goals and seven points in 36 games. Yikes. And Jeff Carter contract. He has uh, 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 3.1 mil in the last oh, year. Yeah. That's a hefty AAV for Ron Hextall re-signed points. him last year. <laughs> I, I, you know, respect to the man he once was, but that's atrocious. Hey, man, he's probably a good character guy. You need those. Got to keep oh, yeah. You got to load up your roster with good character guys, and talent doesn't matter as long as they're liked in the locker room. Listen, Sealer makes like 800k, not 3.1 mil. Yeah. That's he needs to be re-signed. Get ready for that's it. That's three. That's three players you could sign instead of 39-year-old Carter. Hmm. That that is kudos for him. He somehow got the bag. Yeah, made money for the last I mean, 20 years in the NHL. Yeah, that's that's some money for someone his age. Ugh. I'm shocked. Unless he has it built in. I know there's a a 35 up contract where they can't be bought out or waived. I, I know there's fine print about it. I wonder if he has that that deal. Because there's According no way friendly, he's got pay. a full no movement. So yeah, why? there's no I way you pay him <laughs> that much. Why, but uh... and and don't consider a buyout or a waiver. He must have the 35 up protected contract. I don't know. We'll see. Deadline is interesting. Uh, what six weeks away? Just about yes. March eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks away from Friday. Here's one for you. What are your thoughts on the Flyers potentially acquiring Jamie Drysdale's best friend, Trevor Zegers? I'm all for it. Whatever Anaheim wants, you give it to him. You bring in Trevor Zegras. You need him real bad. We talked earlier about the, you know, Cutter Gauthier's missing and you need all this help. Give me Trevor Zegras. I, I, I just, I don't see a downside to this one. You know, some, I had somebody on Twitter that it was like, he's Nolan Patrick. And I'm like, you don't realize Trevor Zegras has double the points in his career in less games than Nolan Patrick had. And he's not a goddamn potted plant these days. Just Trevor, not a vegetable. You, you need... You need a young, dynamic offensive center. Like, is Zegers a bonafide number one? I don't know. Maybe not. But it's the best you got down the middle right now. It's the only thing close to a top guy this summer, unless Elias Pettersson negotiations fall through in Vancouver. If you can get him as an RFA, great. But, like, Zegers is the best you're going to do this summer. And without Gochia, you really, really, really need someone. And Zegers is, is the option. He's 23. It can score, dynamic, lots of fun. I want to see him and Tortorella work yep. together so badly. <clears throat> I just, I don't see a downside to this one. Please, best friends with Drysdale. He's best friends with York. Yep. They know Bobby Brink. They all played together as well. Like, especially it means a lot. You're sitting here talking about culture and all this bullshit as this organization has been you know, <laughs> hyping up nonstop. That's the way to do it, right? Get a best friend of yeah. a best friend and have a bunch of young guys that know what they're doing and succeeding together. I'd do it. I don't see a downside to this one at all. I I would love it. I think uh, the, people always talk about the one viral clip from TNT about, you know, Tortorella and, you know, ah, it's bad for the game, going up the game. Have you seen, because I don't think nearly as many people have ever seen, did you ever see the follow-up clip to that, like a few days later? When he went back and tried to damage control himself? No, it was more than that. He went on and said uh, he had personally called not only Trevor Zegers, but the coach. And he went and said, I'm not going to backpedal on what I said because, you know, I believe what I believe, you believe in what you believe. He said, but more than anything, and I think you can agree to this given how the season has gone, I'll get to that. He said... I hate how my comments, just some guy on TV, 
have affected this young man's game? Because that was when he was a rookie. And he, he said, I'm just, I think it's terrible that it, you know, just a conversation we had went so viral and is a distraction to that team and to that young man's development. I talked a lot of shit about this guy, and I can't imagine why his career is fucked up now. And, you know, and this was this was years ago, you know, Egress when he was a rookie. But to me, I think it's such a, again, such a lazy, tired narrative that the man who has his own segment every week for adopting dogs is this evil tyrant because he's so blunt and short with the media. You've seen it all year long, the development he's had with these kids and the ones he's allowed to play. I know, don't shoot me. <laughs> the development and, and progression and relationships you've seen. I don't think Torts is this, I can only play vets, I hate kids, you know, I'm bad for development. I think it's the absolute opposite. I think he is a player's coach through and through. He's done phenomenal work. And I would love, love to see Zegris not only reunited with the boys, but imagine what he could do with just a little bit of structure and progress. Because if, if you've paid attention to Anaheim at all in the past two years, them guys are free skating half the time. It is the most miserable it's real bad. Yeah. thing to watch. No effort, no desire. On a team with the vibes as high as the ceiling in Philadelphia, with true winning-style hockey you know, requirements of, of play and effort, I think Zegers would be electric. I think his talents would be amplified, and you would see someone having fun again playing hockey with his best friends. I think he'd score a shit ton of goals. I to me, it's a move they gotta make. Pretty much. Apparently, things went sour in Anaheim, and now he's not always. Uh, he's on the trade block. They announced that he's not a future piece for them. You know, he and Drysdale both had contract negotiation issues going into the season. You know, they held out. They made their yes. mistakes. So that's obviously there. So typically, when that happens, you know, something ain't going right anyway. Um, but yeah, when these rumors emerge, you know, if Zegers wants out, if the Ducks don't want him out. You gotta, you gotta jump on that. Obviously, they just made a deal with them with with Gauthier, so the the uh, communication lines are open. You know, you gotta do it. I don't listen. I don't, Tortorella's not handling most of the kids right. Like he's not. We just talked about Wade Allison. The vendetta yes. he clearly has about that guy. You know, besides Tyson Forrester, who even lately has been you know not handled greatly. He hasn't been scratched yet. I don't think anybody else. But I don't think he's doing this right. On the whole, but I don't think Tortorella is a bad coach. You know, there's so many people, every time this topic comes up on Twitter, everyone goes, oh, Daniel hates Tortorella. Tortorella is one of the most, like, multi-dimensional, deep, philosophical human beings you're ever going to fucking meet. This guy's got so many yes. layers that it's hard to call him good or bad. Like, I'm sure he's a great person. You know, with the dogs and all this personal shit. Probably a real smart guy, but he's not handling all of the prospects right. I mean, that is just what it is. You know, but when you have someone like Zegris, you just, you can't say no to that given where the Flyers are, given how stale this offense is, given how badly they need young centers and young talent and the power play guy, especially, you know, this is the kind of guy that, that you do not turn your nose up at. I was a huge proponent of going after Jack Eichel for the last few years before he went to Vegas. And that yep. would have been a perfect addition. You know, I don't know if, Zegers is on the same level as Eichel. Probably not. Probably a tier below. But something like that, this team so desperately needs. And as we alluded to at the beginning of the show, when you don't have Cutter Gauthier, you really, really need a home run external addition to this team. And Zegers is the best option out there right now. That may change as the trade deadline approaches and the offseason approaches. There, you know, if there's another name out there that's better than Zegers, then you can go after him. Yeah, fucking get Zegers and whoever else pops up as well, for all I care. But right now, you need Zegers. They need, need, need Trevor Zegers. He's a hell of a marketable player to do. And he's got all the friends here, good culture, and successful hockey player. I mean, I, I don't know what more you want at this point from other one. And he's 23, by the way, under contract for three more years. Yep. It's like a, what, 5.3 yep. mil or something <laughs> like that, which is a totally reasonable hit. Yes. Fine. I, I just don't see a downside to this one. I mean, the cost is going to be interesting. You know, players like Zegers don't hit the market every day, so it's always difficult to kind of scope out what a trade would look like for him. But barring... You know, Matt Vay Mitchkoff is a return. I'm pretty sure everybody's on the table at this point. If they're never going to play fucking Emil Andre and Ronnie Adder because Nick Sealer just has to be here, 
then you know what? Then package them yeah. up and send them to fucking Anaheim for Trevor Zegers. You know, use your assets wisely. If you're not going to play your prospects, then use them as fucking trade bait. And this is the again, Zegers is just the way to go right now. I really uh, can't get past to just what he what he could be with structure, motivation, and and, and just the the love of hockey back in his eyes because Anaheim is the most miserable place. Anyone who looks at like uh, defensive pairings and their plus minus stats, if if you've played for the Anaheim Ducks in the last two years, it doesn't count. I believe Jamie Drysdale is like a minus 44 in his career right now. Yes, it it does not count. I'm sorry. They don't. There are AHL teams that could beat them. They they just don't care. And it's a shame because they have, you know, a, a, a franchise best. For many years. And John Gibson, what a wasted career there in, in Anaheim. You know, and, and they have all these pieces. I mean... If you know, even if the Drysdale and, and Cutter switch didn't happen, they've got pieces. I don't know what's wrong in Anaheim, but it is a miserable mess. And if you can bring Zegris here and just get him back to hockey with some proper coaching and structure, I think he would be dynamic. I, I really do. I think his his flashes in Anaheim would be nothing compared to the points he would put up with some proper structure and teammates who give a shit yeah it's 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 what needs to be done it's just a smart move from the flyers yeah both age talent contract <laughs> everything i i just i i get i do not see a downside to this one and i would be doing it yeah, immediately i know i think he just broke his ankle or something the other day so he's gonna be out for a few weeks but yeah it, did it you see pretty. that play he just fell down and he apparently snapped his leg in the process what? Yeah, it, it it looked like a, some of the most violent hits, nothing happened. Some of the most basic things. He just fell down. Routine, he bumped you, into you the defender and fell down. And I'm like, what the fuck yeah. happened? He gets up and can't move. And I'm like, he just, he just whatever. But broke his ankle. Yeah. Uh, going back to center depth and and the desperate need because we we all know while healthy. Sean Couturier, you can have as your true number one. He's he's an absolute stud for as long as we might still have him. When you get to Frost and Cates and whoever else you want to come up, because I, I love Scott Lawton, but we know he's on the back nine. Uh, you know, he'll probably get past fourth line moving forward if we keep him. And, you know, that's that. What you have with Noah Cates is a Tortorella's wet dream of defensively responsible. I mean, if, if he continues to develop the way he's shown, it is not out of the question that Noah Cates is a future Selkie Trophy candidate for being a defensively responsible shutdown center. And while that's wonderful and absolutely necessary for any team with deep playoff aspirations, you also have to score. And if Eventually, you know, let's just say Katari gets hurt again or as he's getting older and, and, and Noah Cates assumes that role of I'm the shutdown defensive center. Okay, well, who else is going to be there to make plays and score? Because if you're designating one line to be the we have a 2-1 lead, shut it down, end the game, that's great. That's that's great. But what else do you got? And Not I've heard lot. good things about... I've heard really good things about this last draft class. It looks like Dan Briere's first crack at drafting has so far panned out tremendously. But when are those kids going to be available? Let alone, when will Mitchkov come over? Can, I don't know college rules as well as, you know, and, and, and contract stuff as you might know. Could Denver Barkey be here next year? Or does he still have to, to play another year of college? Denver Barkey in college right now isn't in the OHL. I believe so. If he committed to somewhere, he has to see through his commitment. I believe for a year. Yeah, I don't know when he could sign his ELC. Like I don't know if we would get him up as you know a prospect to play and possibly make the team next year. I don't know. Um, because he's looked great, but that's a he's year. Serve as maybe uh, six years in the AHL first before he gets called up. Anyway, yeah, so. that's that's what I'm saying. That's that's a year or two away. 
you need immediate impact. Yeah, because... you need somebody right now. I mean, you know, Elliot Danoye is falling off a cliff. He's nothing like what he was last season, which is unfortunate. It's a shame. That's the only thing, as far as center depth goes, that you had, as far as a hope for it, and you know, yeah, it's a real shame. Frost is a dude. Cates can be something. He's had a bit of a rough year thus far, um, even before his injuries. injuries. You know, Sean Couturier, he's fine. A lot better than I think a lot of people expected. But he is also 31. You know, he's not going to magically get better as he gets older here. You know, you got to gotta have some kind of plan. Mitchkov is a winger who they're trying to make a center. And, you know, we know how that fucking story went before. It's just you need mm-hmm. you need a bonafide, legitimate center somehow. And, you know, not a project, not somebody that, oh, in five years from now he'll be here. Not You, know, you need somebody right now, this summer, and thus Zegris is by default your guy, mainly because the market's so damn thin that you don't have much of a choice to begin with. But, um, yeah, so internal center depth is not great. Um, and you just don't have any offensive options anyway. You know, even, you know, Danoye, if he ever makes the NHL at this point, he's probably going to be in a bottom six defensive role, not yep. a... a offensive role and you know frost is fine i guess he's turned on the jets over the last few weeks here but at the end of the day at this point in time like still not a point scorer he's just a dude that's playing a little harder than he has been you know until those points actually start rolling in you're just it, you can't rely on that at this point after all these fucking years of oh he's gonna be great claude Giroux jr no he still has like 12 points it's just yeah just not good enough. You, you need a home run right now. You need a home run real bad, and especially now the goatee is gone. You can't just say, well, we're just going to kick this ball down the road another year. You, you need an answer right now. Yeah, I, I, I think goal scoring is currently dynamic play, and, and goal scoring is really their their most dire need. You have arguably the best one-two tandem goaltending-wise in the, in the league. Arguably a top three goaltending pair, I, I would say. Uh, you have a very much like improved and, and up and coming, you know, defense, you know, even before Drysdale, I thought they were looking great with, if these other kids ever get to play, you know, you having a four of, uh, Sanheim, York, uh, Risto and, uh, 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 Zamula, you know, those four alone. I was like, all right, you know, now we're now we're talking. Cycle in the one year, you know, fifth and sixth guys as as kids develop. You add Drysdale to that. That's a great defense. But you look on offense, other than you know, Katerie is who he is. We we know he's a stud. He's getting older, he has injuries, but Katerie is a true stud. Other than Travis Konechny, Tippett is this most hot and cold streaky guy ever when he's hot he's unstoppable when he's cold you know good luck what do you got you know i i still think we might have someone legitimate in tyson forrester but i don't know if the kid needs contacts i don't know if he needs to change his stick blade because that has helped tip it i've never seen someone have more chances miss the net in a single season I mean, I've been to six games this year. Tyson Forrester has had, when he was on that goal slump where he hadn't gotten his first goal, I think it was like 15 games, you know, something. I watched him opening night have two golden chances, and he's hitting the glass. He's hitting the boards. I mean, just game after game that I watched, this kid, I I don't know, does does he need corrective vision help? Does he need a better stick? He can't hit the net. If he ever figures that out, you might have something. Bobby Brink, I can't tell you where what we got there. I like him. I think he's a scrappy little engine that could, but I, I don't know what you have in him. I wouldn't say he's going to be a anywhere near a 20-goal scorer. What do you have? Or if you had someone like Zegers to put between fucking Tyson Forrest and Bobby Brink that actually has some bit of dynamics to him, everyone could get better. Yeah, but those two, I, 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 and you've seen it too. Tortorella picked those two as his stepchildren that were going to be given the leash to play this year. It was Forrester and Brink. Yeah, they picked him because they hate Wade Allison and Lazinski. That was their only choice. Yes, you're right. The hatred of those two, which again, we went over, it was delusional misuse of It's Wade. the biggest reason why they haven't been removed yet. Because if you take those two out, you're either going to have to call up Lexell, which they clearly don't want to do, or you're going to have to call up Allison 
or Lazinski, which they clearly don't want to do. That's why there's only 12 forwards here. That's why fucking Rhett Gardner keeps going up to the NHL. Because they don't want to call up any of the other guys that can actually be successful. Yeah, yeah. They keep running the 11-7. But even, you know, ignoring Wade and Tanner, Bobby and Tyson got the leash. Luxell, Tuamala, those those guys haven't gotten to play. Those guys got a foot up their ass. Yes, and I I like the both of them. I like Tyson. I really like Bobby. I just don't think they've garnered the untouchable, can't go back down status, as opposed to you know letting some of these other guys get a crack. So you have to cut the legs out from your kids in order to play more kids. Great. It's a mess. That's not it's what a, a rebuild is. No, the fourth <laughs> line that we have constructed. While it protects them, it prohibits any development. All right, everyone. It's, we'll it's call it a, a fucking day here. I got to record a sisterly pod. Uh, double-edged sword. Yeah. At Dan the Flyer Fan, Bradley Pocket, Bradley underscore pod. Plenty ship on the website, BradleyPocket.com. Dan the Flyer Fan underscore jerseys over on Instagram. You want to check that out. And uh, Spots, we're going to be find you on Twitter. Uh, at Spots on Goal and uh, Sunday at the game if you're going against Ottawa. All right, everyone, until next time, goodbye and good nights.